Game begin. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 78 where we have a special early release treat. We are talking about the Book of Boba finale. That's right. That's why you're listening to this episode on a Thursday, not a Monday. We just couldn't wait to share our thoughts. And joining me is Andrew. What? He's back from retirement with a very important announcement. So today's discussion, we are talking about the Book of Boba Fett. If you have not seen the end of season one and want to keep that as spoiler free as possible, then turn away. This conversation will be filled with spoilers. So you have been warned. And without further ado, let's get to Fett. So, Andrew, you weren't in retirement very long. Welcome back, uh, man. Yeah, man. It feels like riding a bike sitting back in this seat. This is weird. Wasn't expecting to be back. Well, we had to pull you in because none of the other dads could watch the finale. Come so on, y'all. Come we on. pulled we pulled you out of your lazy boy armchair of retirement and said, yep. "Join us." I was sipping my ties on the beach, you know, <laughs> and Zach was like, "You know, all these guys are just lazy bums." And no, <laughs> no, call them out. <laughs> Shots fired from retirement. But no, man, it's all good. I'm glad to be back. I've been listening to the show religiously since it's been gone, and um, you guys are doing a great job so far. And uh, it just feels weird being. Well, I'm I, I'm I'm sure you've been there listening silently, judging the audio quality because we 100%. don't EQ as as religiously and as meticulously as you did. But we still have fun. No, you guys so, are doing a great job. So, I'm, I'm loving it. So what's what's been happening in the world of Andrew since oh, you know, you've been... just basically sitting and staring at the wall, contemplating <laughs> life and existence. You said um, you needed more time, so I'm yeah. glad you're you're using it industriously. Yeah, using it wisely. Um no, we are actually uh we moved since uh did the podcast uh previously, moved up to the North Georgia area. Uh, we are currently in the process of building a house for our family, which is way cool. Um, and so for about the next year or so, we are living across the street from where we're building our house with our in-laws at the moment. So pray for me. No, but it's actually gone really well so far. <laughs> I feel like y'all took on all of life's primary stressors all at once. Yes. Hey, let's move have kids under the age of five, yep. build a house mm -hmm. and move in with our in-laws. You know, check, check, like, check, check, check. Just get it all out of the way all at one time. And then the rest is just smooth sailing from there. That was our philosophy. The life version of a bandaid. Y'all yep. are just like, rip it off all just, at once. Yeah, if you got duct tape on you and a bunch of arm hair. Yeah, right there. That's how it works. Well, do you have any good dad tales to share? Any we dad actually, stories? We actually just had one that happened the other night that was pretty cute and funny. So we've been teaching Theodore how to pet the kitty cats and the doggies, not like grab fur and grab tails and stuff. And we're telling him to be gentle while he's petting the kitty mm -hmm. cat. And Soft it's actually touches. Been, it's been working, which has been good. But uh, he was watching TV with Papa. They're sitting on the chair together. Can't remember what they were watching. Probably something i think like bad doctor who episodes or something because that's what papa likes to watch at the moment anyway <laughs> nice um but the kitty cat hops up and wants to be in lap as well and so theodore looks over at the kitty cat and pushes the kitty cat off of the chair <laughs> just by yeets the cat straight off there can only be one and so papa looks at him like what theodore and theodore looks him straight in the face and goes be gentle <laughs> 
not quite gentle. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, but no. <laughs> you got the message, not the action. Exactly. So it's been a lot of fun. Theodore's vocabulary has been taken off as of recently, and so uh, it's been it's been good. Well, Rowan's vocabulary uh, continues to uh, impress and oftentimes humble me because I realize, oh yeah, I should probably pay a bit more attention because he. Uh will copy things. And tonight I got punked by my own son. What? So the other day I was messing with them because during dinner, Meredith was vacuuming in the kitchen and Rowan was trying to ask me a question and, you know, we, we couldn't really hear each other because of the vacuum. So I, I was messing with them to where all I was doing was moving my mouth, but not mm -hmm. actually making any noises. Oh, yeah. Of course, and, because you're a dad, you have to do Of that. course, of course. Yeah. You know, you have to do those dad shenanigans with your kids or, you know, you have to give up your dad card. Exactly. So, so anyway, the, the gag was, though, that I kept doing it even after the vacuum was off. And oh. he was like, Daddy, <laughs> I can't hear. Daddy, I can't hear you. Daddy daddy and like he kept th until finally he said daddy use words um <laughs> and and so finally you know I, I i did it we had a fun laugh ha 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 and then we kept going well tonight during dinner uh meredith turned on uh i think like the dryer or something was going on so there was some noise and i asked rowan a question and then rowan looks no. at me and just starts moving his mouth without making any sounds oh, and at first i thought at first i thought oh it was just a mistake and so i asked him again and then he like just kept moving his mouth without making any words oh, and i man. realized my son was using my own wiles against me <laughs> At the ripe young age of two, he's already using my own tricks against me. My, my, how the turns have tabled. <laughs> and and the best thing, though, is he knew he was doing it, so he had the biggest smile, oh, like, ear course. to ear as he was doing it. I'm like, buddy, are you copying me? And then he started laughing, and he started, and he, he, he lost, he lost his composure after that, but I was just like, wow, this two-year-old's using my own machinations against me. How they, <laughs> they learn so fast. <laughs> the apprentice has become the master. Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of machinations, we are talking about the finale of Book of Boba. Whoop, whoop. Or, or, or let's be real, The Mandalorian season 2.5. We are talking Boba about <laughs> We're talking about Mandalorian season 2.5 with a little yep. bit of Boba thrown in there. It's yep. it's like the pamphlet of Boba. A little sprinkle, <laughs> little, little cameo in his own TV show there yeah. towards the end of the season. So, so I'm going to have to, my favorite post on Discord this week actually came from T. Ryden. He posted this article that said, hey, blink and you'll miss it. But there was an Easter egg in the middle of Book of Boba. <laughs> yes. The bounty hunter from Empire Strikes Back, Boba Fett, <laughs> is seen in the hologram in scene. In the Book of Boba Fett. In the <laughs> the book of boba fett i'm like you know what it is so painfully true it really um, was i i remember when we uh, watching that first episode with when the mandalorian shows back up where it, you know concentrates in full i think it's episode five episode five happens yep and i remember going like oh this is cool like you get a little bit of lead in you know with mandalorian coming into the book of boba episode you know get a little backstory hey what he's up to and stuff and it kept going with dinjarin and kept going and kept going to the point where I was like, okay, I'm pretty sure we're halfway through. Yep. We're halfway through the episode and we're still very much in Din Djarin's story. And I'm like, did I, I missed something, right? This is, this is the book of Boba Fett show. Correct. And he go through the whole episode and then 
Fennec Shan just shows up at the end. And I'm like, wait a minute. So the, the, you're telling me that the headliner on the show didn't even show up in this episode. Come yeah, on. I, I honestly, I think I shared this on the after show, was I almost thought the ratings for Book of Boba were so embarrassing right. that Disney like fast-tracked season three, episode one, just to save face. And they're well, like, oh no. Now, I, I will say something that I will kind of backtrack on and go, okay, I guess there was a little bit more planning going into this is if you actually go back and look at how they title the episodes in Mandalorian season one and Mandalorian season two, they are called chapters. Correct. So I guess the argument could be made that this was always meant to be kind of a intra-seasonal addition between two and three. But I will call foul that it was- it was mismarketed. Don't give us four episodes of Boba Fett and then totally change. Like it has to start from the beginning. You have to set those expectations up front. And so I was like, okay, this is the one fluke episode. So obviously Fennec Shan recruits mm-hmm. Sinjar and we're back to the races at this point. And then they double down in the next episode. Oh, I mean like completely go into Mandalorian lore with, all right, we're going to go see Luke and Grogu. We're going to go see Ahsoka, which Luke 2.0 looks way better than the 1.0 version. They uh, masterful he's job. Im- he's definitely getting an improvement. And so fun fact, and I'm glad we're talking about this. I found out through research because I wanted to look up, because do you remember they said that when they, when they released the nightmare inducing Luke 1.0 in <laughs> the season finale of Mandalorian season two, mm-hmm. uh, there was a guy who did a deep fake on YouTube. I'm glad you're bringing this up. I know what you're about to say. Yes. And, and it was so good that Lucasfilm actually hired him yep. and he's now on staff. And what was funny was that I was like, okay, well, obviously they've got deep fake stuff in the future and yeah. They've got plans for whatever. Just not in my wildest dreams did I think that we were going to see Luke 2.0 come back for Book of Boba Fett of all places. Like that was not not expecting that at all. You can see that their money and their investment went to the right spot though, because it looks freakishly good. Like 75% of the time, like you're looking at it going like, no, that's young Mark Hamill. I until like there's until he speaks, I think all yeah. of the non-speaking things look almost just uncannily good. And right. then the speaking is just like, okay, it's just slide off, but massive improvement. Reason I originally brought this up though, is I thought, oh, I, w- I want to see if that guy was behind the helm and doing it. Turns out he wasn't. So I guess they have him on a different deep fake assignment. Oh, really? Um, it wasn't him. Okay. No, it wasn't him. And so then I thought, oh, so did Mark Hamill do the voice acting again? No, it's computer generated. It's completely computer generated. Yep. So I, I looked into it and Matthew Wood, who does m- most of the sound mixing sound design over there at uh, Skywalker Sound, was talking about how they took excerpts from Mark Hamill reading like pre-scripts yep. and commercials and basically every bit of clean audio that they could between the years of 1977 and like 1982 – yeah, not 1977 and 1982, so that they could get like that age bracket of Mark That's Hamill. Ridiculously amazing. And then the AI basically just learns his voice, and then with minor tweaking, it basically becomes 
text to speech. I remember hearing something about that from the uh, making of of the last episode of uh, Mandalorian season two. And I remember them mentioning something like that. So when he came back then in what episode six of this latest season of Book mm-hmm. of Boba Fett, I was like, oh, okay, I wonder if they did the same thing. And I caught a couple times where I thought I heard a little something, but I'm like, this is still really good. Um, I'm, I'm blown away by it, but. It is telling that in the Book of Boba Fett show, we have spent more time right now talking about Din Djarin, Luke Skywalker, Grogu, and Boba Fett is just takes a backseat in his own show. Now, I want to shout out to Moore Morrison has done a banner job with what he has been given. Absolutely. I mean, he, he is the rancor amongst the Banthas in, yep. in this show, and yep. I, I, it's not his fault. No, I I, like he he's done his level best and the couple of times that he gets to swing his gaffy stick and all of his Maori furor. Mm -hmm. It's fun to watch. It it legitimately is. So obviously as much as I love Tamara Morrison, I do think one of the Achilles heels of this show is that Mm -hmm. we see way too much of Tamara Morrison of his bald head. Yes. Put the helmet on. Yes. I don't you don't have to be night watch, you know, and, and 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 you know that type of thing, but yeah, the, a lot of the mystery around Boba Fett just got thrown out the door this season and if I saw one more flashback, oh my gosh. Oh. One more flashback. All right. But it, it was it was book of back to tank for the longest time. Man, uh, I every time that thing popped up, I was like you got to be kidding me. Anyway, so but we're here primarily to talk about the finale. The of finale. Book so, of Boba Fett. I, I we, we'll go back to the 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 Dagum nerds formula here. Let's talk about what do we like, mm-hmm. what could be improved, what do you hope to see in Mandalorian season three, but because, or, or or even Book of Boba season two because uh you know they they did leave it slightly open ended. Yep. Um, well, uh, you can take the host out of the hosting chair, but you can't take the hosting chair out of the host. Uh, this is full <laughs> spoiler conversation that we are getting ready to have. Um, so if you have not seen the end episode of book of Boba Fett and you want to stay surprised, turn away. You have been warned. So first things, Andrew, what did you like about the season finale of book of Boba? They actually use jetpacks. Yeah. That's what I've been waiting for the entire freaking season. I know it's not the only time he uses jetpack, but I mean, I wanted to see Mm -hmm. a gunslinging fight with Mm -hmm. jetpacks. Yep. So, and the fact that it was Boba and Dan Jarn. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it was pretty cool for about 20 seconds. Right. And then 20 seconds turns into 40, turns into two Uh, minutes, turns into, uh, uh, okay guys, let's, let's move on. Yeah. Let's, 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 yeah. And I, it, that was really cool seeing it. I will admit uh, there was a big smile on my face, a big giddy, nerdy grin on my face when Boba Fett shows up over that wall riding a Rancor. I mean, we uh, knew it was coming. Uh, like, you, knew, you absolutely knew it was coming. When Danny Trejo shows up and talks about, I'm, I'm going to teach you to ride it. You're like, okay, finale okay. is going to be Boba Fett riding a Rancor. Yeah, like, that's, you that's you knew it was coming. But still, even knowing it was coming, it was still really cool to see. I, and I mean, and for a, and for a half second, you were transported out of Star Wars, and it basically became Pacific Rim. Yes, because you've got Boba Fett riding a Rancor, punching a giant Droidica. Because that's basically like what it was. It was Droidica Fav- 2.0. John Favreau and Dave Filoni were just playing with their Star Wars action figures one day, and was like, "Guys, what if we used Droidica to fight off 
a rancor and like yeah and you could just see like the six-year-old inside of them going to town on that and it overall like it worked really well um heck of a new droid though i wish that was kind of like a little bit more a little bit more lead up we've never seen a droid kind of like that before with the exception of like an actual droid to cut well so, and it's it's something that i'll need to kind of dive back into what the new disney lore is because mm-hmm. originally part of what the empire did when they came to power is because of the clone wars is that weaponized droids kind of became outlawed mm-hmm. and so that's why you don't see a whole lot of droid warfare post galactic empire right. i mean you've got you've got a few exceptions like ig88 which even in old lore he was kind of the exception to the rule that here's an assassin droid uh so the fact that the pike syndicate obviously has some some credits and some resources to have like war grade giant droidicas i was like i mean i mean these guys are kind of like planet interstellar traveling like they've got a pretty big deal that's going on i'm pretty sure they they've got the credits to find credits and connections to find something but it just raises the question like okay so if the pike syndicate is buying this tech this kind of technology why was the empire not employing more things like this more importantly why didn't we see more pike syndicate all throughout this show (laughs) i mean they they set up the pike syndicate to be the big bad guys and they really don't bring them in like for real you know they've got the flashback stuff that happens but they don't bring them in for real till after the halfway point in this show and then they spend the other half of it we're focusing on din jar so that by the time that it gets to this finale episode it's just like oh okay we're going to going to war with the pikes okay cool yeah and and they obviously didn't want tatooine that badly if their idea of planetary invasion was two big droids and maybe like three squadrons mm-hmm. well of, i mean that's all disposable you need against, guys that's really all you need against the fruity pebble gang so <laughs> I, I true true uh, if you've already paid off all the other crime lords within uh, uh Espa. i'm gonna come back to that on the second part of this question but i i did enjoy seeing jetpack warfare for one i did enjoy um it was a blast i did enjoy seeing a rancor go to town on those droids and yeah He's he's digging to the bottom of the the Beskar barrel here, trying to, and, and so there were there was a lot that was in this. That I was like, okay, like you're just like okay, they feel like they got the box checked on on a couple things. Mm-hmm. Um, I but mean, that, those were the things that I was like, ah, here we go. All right, this is fun. I mean, you didn't enjoy the you know giant black Craston taking on like fleet of trandoshans coming at him and that like it it was fun i mean yes i and as much as tactically it didn't make sense because i'm like so everyone here is using swords Uh uh-huh you you all brought knives to a gunfight against Um, a a, a really (laughs) ba wookie uh i really wanted to see more black chrysanthemum throughout this show he's apparently got quite the following when it for the people who read the star wars comics i had not heard of him prior to the show but looked up a little bit and was like okay i can see why people people like the guy but um yeah everybody seems to shoot black chrysanthemum right in his little um right in like the only two spots on him that has armor the entire time <laughs> right him and boba fett for crying out loud anyway so what what about grogu what did you think about grogu making a comeback Dude, stay at the Jedi Temple. 
All, all I was oh, like, so you ah. think he made the wrong choice? I he, was like, dude, he can, he's only back to sell toys. <laughs> I, I I don't know though. I think I think he's half of the soul of the Mandalorian series. I so. agree. And I was one of my big worries for Mandalorian that was upcoming was that yeah, half the, a lot of the soul of the show is the relationship between Dinjar and Grogu. And so to see that pulled away, I was like, ah, okay. But at the same time, I'm like season three now what is grogu doing what is what is the reason that he's on this show aside from just selling mm. toys mm-hmm. um, what, what's going to be his new purpose if it's not to be reunited with a jedi exactly so mm. i you know i both of those decisions i can see lots of storytelling stuff to be honest i really just wanted to see grogu with yoda's lightsaber at some point that's basically all i'm, I'm sad i missed out on at this point <laughs> so so you don't you don't think that Luke kept it? You don't think that? Uh, oh no, Luke! No, Luke kept it. Luke totally kept it. But I'm sad to see, like, oh, Yoda, Grogu didn't stay around the Jedi Temple and doesn't get to wield Yoda's lightsaber. So I feel like missed opportunity. I mean, does, doesn't mean that we won't go back at some point, mm-hmm. and he'll, yeah. he'll get his his little grubby hands on it. But I will say, if if Grogu making that decision and coming back to Dinjarin. To me, it mars a little bit the decision that was made at the end of Mandalorian season two. Uh, it, it, it doesn't. It almost cheapens it a little bit. It cheapens. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. It cheapens what happens in the finale um, and the separation between the two of them because they didn't even get a season of a TV show in between them before they're back together again. So I mixed feelings. It's good to see him back and all, but I'm, I, I think there was better storytelling opportunities elsewhere. Well, it also seems to just continue the trend that apparently Luke just has to train a Padawan for like two scenes and then yep. they're like a force adept. Mm-hmm. So between Grogu and Rey, I mean, he must be the best Jedi teacher ever. Because yep. I mean, look, look at the results of his students. <laughs> All you got to do is be a Skywalker and by golly, you're an amazing teacher. All right. So I kind of got a sense you were at the end of what did you enjoy list. Well, what did you enjoy? So I, you touched on this, and uh, I, I'm going to take off my my critic hat for a little bit and just go back to why we all initially fell in love with Star Wars and that it's fun. Yep. And it is very clear that this entire episode was what the entire season, I'm pretty sure, was originally written around. Yep. Oh, yeah. That's a good way of Which it. was, I just want to see... Din Djarin and Boba Fett fight with jetpacks. Yep. I want to see a Rancor punch a giant robot. I want to see I uh, I want to see Boba Fett and uh oh, not oh, Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Oh, okay. I I I I've want thoughts. to see I've thought I want to see Boba Fett and Cad Bane have a western style gunslinger shootout. And I they were fun to watch, not yes. gonna lie. Like the the little Star Wars six year old fanboy in me brought out my my hypothetical imaginary action figures and was pew 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 pew. And and you know, that's what we saw. We got to see Star Wars people playing with their action figures in twenty four frames per second. Oh, and, that, and that's that's really what the finale was. So I'm gonna say I did enjoy that because it was just fun. Yep. Um, I I did enjoy Grogu coming back, at least with this decision that apparently was 
you know, fairly easy for him to make because it didn't mm-hmm. seem like there's any like dark night of the soul for him. It was just like, <laughs> all right, sure, bye. Can I borrow your? Uh, Peace can, can you give me? A, can you give me a ride back to Tatooine, please? <laughs> Thank you. Um, and I mean, I enjoyed the little ball bearing. Oh yeah, that was thing good. that that Din gave back to him, and of course the 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 taming of the Rancor. So I guess one of his four skills is taming giant beasts. Yep. Um, you know, watching watching Grogu cuddle with a giant Rancor at the end. Yep. Uh, I mean, seemed like a great bit of concept art that they obviously wrote around to get to that moment. Yep. Um, so yes, it was cute seeing a giant Rancor cuddle with with baby Grogu. Okay, and it was it was actually really awesome to at the vi- like the last shot of the whole thing see Grogu basically wanting to hit the booster one last time. It's like okay, that's cute. That's good. I mean, when they when they were refurbishing that in one Starfighter, which I absolutely loved, oh, yeah, one of my beautiful. favorite ships from the prequels, and I was I was a fanboy of the the Naboo Starfighter on N sixty four. So oh, a lot yeah. of a lot of fun so hours hard. being in the the digital cockpit. Oh my word! So hard that last droid control it's, ship. It's stupid. Map. It's just cool. stupid. Anyway. I don't know if I could beat it now. But anyway, when they had when they replaced the astromech with the with the see through yeah. dome, I'm like, oh, that's that's yeah, Grogu. It's Grogu compartment. Yeah, it's it's the Grogu view hole. Like, what See, else what could I, this possibly? What be? I want to know now is like, where does he toss like the carbonite prisoners? Is he's got a haul? See, no, like, see, that was my first question. Is like, I guess you, this is not a bounty hunting vessel because no, yeah, is, where, where do you put them? Or I guess you're going to be cremating all of your bounties at this point. I, or you just strap them to the top and hope for the best. Like, you know, it'd <laughs> <laughs> be a hood ornament for this one, buddy. Here we go. I can bring you in cold <laughs> or, or colder. I can bring you in colder. <laughs> that, that's how he has to adjust his new line given his, uh, his <laughs> transportation. Yep. But uh, the, another thing that I liked, was that finally what needed to happen is at the end, Boba Fett goes, you know what? This life isn't for me. I'm like, <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. you are yeah. right. You You've should to the never have been doing this from the get-go. Mm-hmm. I'm glad in seven episodes you came to realize what we all knew. You are not a sit-on-the-throne kind of guy. Nope, like not. You are not the mayor of the town. Like nope. That is not you. So as, as much as it kills me that the Fruity Pebble gang was just handed the keys to the kingdom and like, hey, y'all are young and entitled. You obviously can lead. Like, ah, that, mm, just so many things about that. I I really could not care less about the mods. But, uh, (laughs) but if that means that Boba now has a, a canon, a written excuse to get off of Tatooine and go join Din in liberating Mandalore... I, I'm all for it. Uh, I hundred percent, hundred percent. All right. I, now I will. I, can I add one more thing to yeah. something that I enjoyed? I wasn't here obviously for the earlier conversations, at least for the last episode um, that happened, but prosthetics on Cad Bane. Holy crap. They've done such a good job with that. From the teeth to the way they got, I, I guess the middle nose area yeah. to look. I mean, again, I, you know, I had this conversation with Trip. You're always going to lose out on something when you jump mediums, mm-hmm. and I, I think the Pikes took the short end of the stick <laughs> the most as far as their translations from the cartoon to live action. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Got uh, they are chunky, man. <laughs> like, like I don't. 
I'm gonna have to go back and watch the the Clone Wars, but every time like one of the you know expendable ones is standing there, they look like half Oompa Loompa, half out of water squid. Because I mean, man, they are just chunky. So I don't know if that need to lay off the blue macaroons there, buddy, uh, or they need to lay off the shrimp or whatever these squid people are eating. Because man. They uh they they need some no, some but, slim fast. No, but, Cat, but I know I know some people with Cad Bane uh were like, ah, it doesn't quite look the same or skin isn't the right color or what I'm like overall translating a very stylistic Clone Wars style to live action. Well done. I mean, with the the only CG enhancement really being the eyes, yeah. and it could even be that that it, it was all in camera in prosthetics. Uh, it looked like there had to be some sort of CG enhancement on the eyes. Um, cause they had that kind of red glow, but yeah, I mean, overall I thought the design was just fine. The shootout was fun mm-hmm. and was very similar to the deleted clone war scene yep. where, where Boba and Cad Bane kind of have their final confrontation. And so I both enjoyed their final shootout and the last minute, like Oop, trick, just stab you with a gaffy right. stick thing that, that Boba Fett did. But I, I will say, and I'll, I'll get more onto this later. It was also one of my disappointments as well, which mm-hmm. I'll I'll talk into. Um, one other thing I did enjoy was uh, the where they left the story as far as like, okay, Din and Grogu are back together. Boba Fett and Fennec Shand now have a team dynamic that I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm now excited to see you work together. Because, yeah. I mean, we, we got a little hint of that in Mandalorian Season 2, uh, but now I can see, okay, Boba Fett's more of like the brawn. Uh, he's got some strategy, but then Fennec Shand has got that cunning and the mm-hmm. like dagger in the night kind of know-how. Like, okay, I could see this being a really cool pairing. What I want to know, though, is that will you have to have watched book of boba fett to understand what was going what's going on in the next season of mandalorian like and i kind of required watching and i kind of feel like you have to yeah because if you go from the end of season two of mandalorian into season three and grogu is suddenly back yeah i know you'd be like wait i thought you left to go be with luke I mean, the shirt, I wouldn't mind. It would just be like, oh, okay, so we made him a suit of armor. Um, But everything from, so wait, why is Grogu back? Wait, why is your ship an N1 Starfighter that's that's modded? Yeah, What? wait, why are you, why did you have a falling out with the armorer? Um, So, but I think it was always intended to be required viewing. Like this, this literally was the holdover, like middle of your meal appetizer to yeah, season yeah. three what's your appetite for season three which i mean I, I really am excited for what they do with season three granted some of the threads that they're kind of pulling on um coming up but yeah i think it did return i think it did turn into required viewing which uh, to some people's point like the hardcore star wars fans are going to be down with that but for a lot of people who just want to watch mandalorian because a lot of non-star wars fans jumped onto the mandalorian did you just lose some of your audience? I don't uh, know yet. We'll find I mean, out. I'll have to explain a little bit to Meredith because she's had Zippo interest in watching the last yep. three episodes. She watched the first four with me and then was like, this is boring. Yeah. And, and so, <laughs> I mean, I'll have to fill her in. Um, so that, that leads us into our next part of the discussion is uh, what could have been a growth area? Um, um, 
<laughs> a I, few things could have been done better. And, and before you jump in, uh-huh. just because we're already on this thread, is I think a huge thing was how this series was marketed. Yes. Because looking back, if they had just said, this is Mandalorian season 2.5. I think I actually like expectations yep. would have been a completely different level of calibrated for me. Mm-hmm. Like you could have even started with what is now episode five. Yep. And then when he meets up with Boba and he's like, so what's been happening with you? Then yeah. go into an episode of flashback. That's all like, you need. Like, and then my expectations would have been completely recalibrated, but mm-hmm. to market this as the book of boba ending season two yeah no yeah ending season two with yeah that game of thrones boba fett assuming the rancor throne like oh my word this is going to be the godfather meets star wars and then to basically write out the titular character in the last three episodes it just it felt dishonest because Nowhere in the trailer for Book of Boba was this final showdown with Din, Grogu, Luke, like all of these things that became integral to the show. So for me, it almost felt like dishonest marketing. Mm. Whereas yeah. if they had, if they had just called it like it is Mandalorian season 2.5, mm-hmm. I would have been like, okay, cool. So I think part of my anger was just, I feel like they presented this nice, big, juicy feed of piece of boba fett fruit and then instead we got like a chunk of cheese i like (laughs) chunks of cheese but you advertised (laughs) fruit so i was ready for dairy it's like that water sprite thing you know no that is the worst that is the (laughs) absolute worst and that's what this show felt like you you marketed sprite and then i tasted water well and then just on a a global scale what upset me the most was I, i i hear the argument that's resounding across the internet for people who are defending the show, which I think is valid that some people would like this. So please, this is just my personal opinion on this. Um, I hear that argument from a lot of people that, well, if you're just OG star Wars fan extended universe, and you've got a lot of existing Boba Fett knowledge, like, yeah, you're going to be disappointed with the show. I get that. I hear you. I don't think that that's correct because the Boba Fett that is in the end of Mandalorian season two is not, the same character as what's in book of Boba Fett. Like there is a break that happens in between there. That is just, it doesn't work. It's not BA Boba Fett, which I was really glad to see the knee blasters, by the way, that little one post right. was like, Hi-ya! and like fired a bunch. Of, yeah. It was, I, well, I it was the Boba Fett who we, sh- we saw show up in Mandalorian season two and kick butt. And like that was really cool. And um, and I made this argument on the after show when Daniel Sherman stuck it to me and said, hey, you're just butthurt because it's not your book Boba Fett. And I said, right. okay, hold off. First off, you're right. No one is ever going to be book Boba Fett because book right. Boba Fett is just book awesome and, un- and, awesome. and untouchable. Uh, read the Bounty Hunter Wars, the OG. Yes. So good. It's really good. But that's not why I'm upset. I'm upset because we have lame Boba. We mm. have Lacabantha. Boba. I mean, that scene makes me throw up a little bit in my mouth every time. I mean, here you have the most fearsome bounty hunter in the galaxy playing charades with the locals. Like everything about that. I'm like, who are you? And you're absolutely right. It's, it's, it's this schizophrenic to where you end 
your ending scene of him assuming the throne is like, oh man, oh, B.A. Boba. I mean, he shot Bib Fortuna down in cold blood. Cold blood. And then he starts talking about like, uh, I, I'd rather just go in. Uh, I'm going to just drop by the mayor's yeah. office, see how he's doing. I'm, I'm going to just talk Black to Chris him. Black you're off the hook. Yeah. Like, like obviously. What? what? Are, does the Bacta tank have you on some kind of meds? Like, Shoot what happened? Wookie in the face. Speaking of el- who else sees a blaster bolt right between the eyes is that freaking Major Domo. Every time he gets the award for the most annoying character. Oh my god! I want. First off, I don't know what it is, but he does not strike me as a Twi'lek. There's just something about him. Like you're not French. Which I feel like they've just completely thrown that out the window because apparently, like Ryloth is supposed to be like French accent. Uh, so I, uh, I but apparently he's educated on Coruscant. Like everything, every I time he spoke by my accent, but you know, Harden, Harden. Like he's the most punchable in the face character I think since Jar Jar Binks. I, 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 I like they every must time be cousins. Was, every time that he spoke up, I was like. Boba Fett, just stop him in his tracks right there and just shoot him in the mouth, please. I, well, the I was love. hoping, like, when Boba Fett was like, I'll give you my terms so you can read them. I'm like, oh, man, he's going to put down zero dollars. He's going to put down zero credits. I was hoping that they would just shoot the Twi'lek in the face, but like <sighs> when the Pike Syndicate read that. And and so the fact, and, and, and get this, the fact that it looks like I he know. and the maintenance gal are going <sighs> to be teaming up, I'm like, are you no, serious? I can't Dumb and I, dumber are about <laughs> to make dumb babies. Take like okay, so, really? So Amy Sedaris, I'm sure is a very wonderful person. <laughs> I just don't think that her character feels genuine at all. I'm sorry. I, I, uh, but, and at the same time, I'm sure that the guy who plays the major domo is a wonderfully lovely person. I just could not take him seriously every time he was on screen. And so every time that he spoke up, I was like, I, you're taking me out of Star Wars here. And I absolutely hated every second of that. It, it was just like nails at a chalkboard. So I, I will say her character got better this season. Er? Better. Er. I'm not saying that they couldn't have written something better. I think this season, especially they're like, you know what? We're just going to own that. She is whimsical, slightly shady character. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, it was, Jawas. it, <laughs> it dates Jawas uh, on the reg. I, uh, but, but see, that's what, that's what almost made her like, okay, now you're starting to get endearing that they're like, you know what? They are just leaning into the quirky, but, but like when Luke's, Luke's X-Wing is lowering. She's like, oh, officer, I was, right. I'll have you know, I just submitted my, my license. Got ju- it. Yeah. Ju- uh, what, what are the odds? Oh. Like, so I, I will say her character is growing on me, mm-hmm. but then as soon as she and Major Domo got to, I was like, no, 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 no please. No, Do no. It's not. like, it's like styrofoam on styrofoam getting together with nails on a chalkboard. Or, I just, ugh. Fruity Pebble Gang also, I just, the, the mods, I can't take them seriously. I'm sorry. Uh, Boba Fett. They're too pretty. Thrown, yeah, they're too, uh, like, he, they are gorgeous what, human beings with amazing yes. fashion on a desert freaking planet. Was I think it's mod Skag, Scad or something like oh, that. Oh, they said He's, each other's names. I'm like, oh, they have oh, names. Oh, okay. Yeah, that guy. They have, yeah, Skag and Skaz. I'm like, are you serious? 
Huh? But when he did that little flip around thing, it was like, <laughs> bam, and did that fire the shot when they're shooting all three. I was like, I'm done. I, I'm done with you guys. If there was any, uh, that little flourish right there, I like, lost You all are the dollar store Lando. It Just really stop is. trying. It really <laughs> is. And especially like if it had been modded in some way where it seems like they're actually decent in a firefight and can hold their own against a few people, that's one thing. But it's like, nope, we got a bunch of just random guys who are holding these people down back behind a crate. And it's like, I can't take you guys seriously at all. Yeah. Um, and they just feel like they're Disney Channel fodder. Like yeah. they feel like they were pulled out like one part Disney Channel, one part Spy Kids. And that's mm-hmm. the mods. And speaking of Spy Kids, Robert Rodriguez, though, he has a illustrious career in the movie industry. I just don't think he was a good fit for this particular show for the the opening and the closing episodes. They something just felt off in the direction and I can't put my finger on it. I'm probably going to figure it out like after we're done recording and be like, ah, the secret of life right there. But um, <laughs> in the book of Boba, <laughs> I just the Robert Rodriguez driven episodes were just. Eh, eh, yeah. Anyway. Well, so we, we were talking about them getting pinned down behind a speeder and then something just felt off. To me and what I was internally screaming the entire time is none of the tactics made sense oh, no. the entire none. episode. None. First off, right out of the gate, the mods just completely defying their new boss. Where yep. he's like, we're going to go back to the palace. No. What? We're going to do it here in the city because we want to protect the city. Wait. So, <laughs> So to protect the city... You are going to invite the collective firepower of all of these different gangs and all of the resulting collateral damage to happen in the city versus a remote location where no one is going to get hurt. And you do realize like how thick the walls are on the Citadel that's designed to withstand an assault versus and uh, it's yeah. literally the high ground. Yeah. Like I, you've got giant towers where you can snipe down. It's a high point in the desert. I'm like, how is that not the better strategic advantage? Could not take that seriously. Absolutely. But then just oh. the whole the whole time through of like, all right, we are outnumbered. So, you know, the first thing we're going to do, we're going to split up our forces for <laughs> surveillance. I was like, great. You plan. put a single Wookiee in the middle of enemy territory He's to be this. a lookout. He's got this. You're one of your biggest guns. Like, I was like. Finnick Shand has the little like bubble droid that can fly across the desert. Like, can't you just post one of those? Speaking of fly, you know, we didn't see this entire time. A ship, a ship. We got slave one. I mean, the fire spray that's sitting in the hangar (laughs) and the whole time. And I'm like, you 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 got two big droids that are out there. I'm pretty sure, you know, blaster cannon repeaters on top of one of those ships. Like I know you used one on the Sarlacc. But I feel like a couple of well-placed seismic charges, a lot of problems go away quickly, they, they my do. friend. They do. So and just it, it stayed in the hangar and collected some dust. The, the, the some tactics, the tactics made zippo sense to me. Plus the like, uh oh, all of the people betrayed you. I was like, no. oh, call that from three thousand parsecs no away. Bantha Poodoo Sherlock. I mean, when all of them uh. were like, 
we will be neutral. I was like, I'm like so they, they might as well have just filmed them crossing all of their fingers, walking out of the palace. I was like, we'll be neutral. I'm like, look, all it's going to take is one really good payoff, and all of them are gone. Well, not even a payoff. I'm like, so let me get this straight. A guy who's already outmatched. On his heels, yeah. Asks other people like, hey, in this fight where I'm going to be outmatched. Just, just sit it out. Just sit it out. Even though I have very valuable territory. Oh, yeah. And you guys are going to be paying me. It's like, oh, okay. Gotcha. gotcha. It would be yeah, like yeah. in risk having a person own all of Europe with one troop each and going, hey, guys, just don't attack me while I fight blue. You'd be like, um, no, I want to. I want some of that cheddar, too. I want some of that nice spice cheddar. Yeah. So that then when they start getting attacked. First off, all the mods are all behind one ship. I'm like, oh. you do realize thermal detonators exist in this galaxy. <laughs> one, blink, boop, all of them are done. How did no one throw a single thermal detonator or a grenade-type weapon? Like, mm. that annoyed me. Then all of the Trandosians bringing out scythes and blades to a, to against... A, against a Wookiee? Like, no, you'd snipe that sucker down before he even knew what was like, coming. Like, if they had set something up about, like, well, the Trandosians only fight hand-to-hand -hand because they are all about, like, honor and they want to see their opponent's eyes. Bosk like, okay, a little bit. the best shots in Star Wars. Yeah, like, so so it just, I was like, what about E-Web Blaster? Like, something against the Wookiee. Like, you know he pulls people's arms off, right? So why would you go at him in hand-to-hand -hand combat with blades? Ugh. And and then and then the Gamorians, I'm like, Your all right, you put ass. the two pig people on top of a cliff? He's got this. <laughs> They've got this. Uh, what? And, but like, then, and then, then, like, they push them off the cliff. I'm like, you didn't shoot them? Like, <laughs> I, there was, there was so, for as much shooting that happened, there was so much lack of strategic shooting. Uh, because that was the other thing that annoyed me about the droids. That that one giant one that was chasing after the group. Yep. How did it not hit a single one I of know. them? I it know. kept shooting the dirt in front of itself. I'm like, this is the stupidest droid. Dad, come it. Forgot to get calibrated before I left the today. Meanwhile, they're also doing like pinpoint precision whenever they're going against Dinjarin or mm -hmm. Boba Fett, but yet it can't hit a giant group of running away people. And <laughs> And then for them to be like, all right, let's stop running. Let's stop in an enclosed area. <laughs> How thick is that wall? Like, everything else is being obliterated in a shot, and yet this one little causeway apparently is like it's titanium steel alloy. <laughs> I got this, guys. I, I'm like, again, one rocket, one thermal detonator into that one little alcove. And then, all right, we're going to get into a sniping position. How is, that, how is that significantly better? Everyone could have just turned and gone. Like, yeah. Anyway, just <laughs> so many tactics did not make sense to me. I just, at the, at the end of the day, I'm like, Boba Fett does not deserve to rule Moss Espo, Moss I, whatever this thing is. He does not deserve to rule and have Jabba the Hutt seat because he's made so many dumb decisions. And the fact that at the end, love basically won out. It just, <laughs> I, it, no. And, I, they, and it was fun to watch the Rancor come in and punch some robots. And that was did fun. We did we really need a King Kong reference? That, but then 
I was like, so let me get this straight. The Rancor that was literally just your best friend. You just, oh, uh, dude. I was like, you guys are idiots. But you're just going to start shooting them now? Why you just shoot it? It's like, guys, don't shoot it. I'm like, yeah, no bantam fodder, Sherlock. You're just making them angry. And then, yeah, the whole climbing on top of the tower. I'm like, to what purpose? <laughs> Why is he climbing a tower like King Kong? He started climbing the tower, and I'm like, they're going to do a King Kong shot. They're going to do a, Like, yep, there it is. So it just, that whole part, the, I, I made reference that I was going to circle back on this, but I feel like this was a show that was written for moments. Mm. And I feel like the show's pre-production was, I want to see you Boba Fett ride a Rancor. Cool. Let's write a story that leads up to that moment. I want to see Grogu calm a Rancor and then cuddle with it. Cool. Let's write something to get to that moment. So I feel like they had these like tentpole moments that they knew they wanted to get to. And then they just kind of mad libs connected the dots to get us there. With a lot of flashbacks and characters who we love who don't headline the show. Like, But I mean... I, even if, you bringing called, back, if you had called the show the Mandalorians uh, and it just be its own standoff, like, okay, like, I'm down. I but mean, call it the, the Mandalorian armor because then it would have had a double meaning to it. Like, best that's car already, battles, like, whatever. Like, best, car, <laughs> best car bots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but even bringing back Cad Bane, yeah. I think was such a tragedy in how he was handled because when he Overall, came and yes. had when he came back and had his shootout with um Cobb Vanth which Cobb Vanth, that end sequence I want to circle back around to oh oh we will talk about okay. it when that happened I, I was like okay I, I I knew Dave Filoni could not resist having a live action Cad Bane I wanted them to make the most of it quite frankly mm-hmm. I agree and that initial taunting scene where he comes out and kind of goads Boba to come out of the ruins and starts talking about him and brings up the Tuskens trying to goad him into fighting, that felt... That was legit good. I that felt that. good. Even the cinematography, like they had some serious like filmic lens flares going on. I'm like, okay, this, this felt like a good tension fighting scene. And it felt like Cad Bane. Mm-hmm. Then when he has a shootout with Boba... I just, the, the amount of hokey enemy monologuing, I'm like, Mm. no, okay, no, this is not cat. Like he would have just shot Boba and moved on. Yep. But like walking up over him, like, I guess you're a disappointment. I'm going to give you one final lesson. Like all of this. I'm like, no, you would have just shot Boba Fett. You would have used your flamethrower, shot him up and then moved on to the next thing. Like all of this monologuing. And then that he just gets killed. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, or does he? Because they've got like that one shot where there's like the little beep, beep, beep thing that's on him. And I'm like, okay, guys, if you're going to kill someone, keep them dead. Which, Cobb Vanth, if you're going to kill somebody, keep them dead. And and to me, it it kind of, again, it cheapens. I agree. The, the sacrifice and the whole motivation of the people of Freetown mm-hmm. of like, we are here to avenge them because we believe in what he was doing. Which speaking of which, when Freetown comes mobiling in in their little speeder, 
I was like, ah, they're saved now. <laughs> I'm so glad the reinforcements have showed up. I was like, oh, okay, more people to shoot. Gotcha. I was like, I, I just did not take it seriously. Like, so a bunch of just random villagers who just shoot a great. Anyway, that was not not impressed. Well, and and again, the tactics like they show uh, free up. Free time is going to come. Yeah, they, they park their thing and then they all huddle behind it. I was like. All right, all they got to do, all those droids got to do is shoot rockets at it, and everyone is toast. We're not, we're not spreading out. Like, like y'all aren't gonna go retreat back into the fortified building. Nope. Yeah, like you're not gonna spread out, send some people to flank the droid. Like again, it it was like, oh, I'm so glad you showed up to have that feel good moment, but tactically Mm -hmm. none of this makes sense. I mean, heck, take your ship and ram it into one of the droids. Like Mm -hmm. use some of the kinetic power here. Um, I just I. There were things in it that were like it was this episode. If if we're gonna start closing this down, like this episode to me was such a mixed bag, and I have a hard time like assigning some number to it at the end of the episode on like you know one through ten because I'm like there are very high moments to it, and there are also very lows to it, and I'm having trouble reconciling that and. <laughs> Just uh, with all the lead up and everything, I just have to be like, man, this show's just really mediocre. No, I mean, I if, I don't have to think about it. It was a five. Yeah. Like I I had held out hope. I had held out hope that this was going to help steer steer Slave One back around and make it into a good show. And then, I, like, we just get a lot of fun moments, yeah. but. There, there wasn't a moment of comeuppance I felt for Boba of like, mm. okay, now he he just came into his own, yep. or like, okay, now he feels like the king, or or even Dinjarin. I mean, the, there was the brief bit of dialogue of like, all right, I made a pact to you, so I'm here in the name of honor, and so and Boba Fett's like, you actually believe in that Bantha fodder? That's yes, I do. Good. good. Like, I'm like. Well, that's good. Okay, that was, like, that was a we good got some good dialogue coming here, but then it was immediately followed up by pardons, if if I may speak, oh. and then it just completely ruined all of the momentum of that scene. I was like, well, there goes that touching moment. Um, so it, it's like it was like moments of greatness, and then crap to to call back to last you week's quap, episode. Yeah. <laughs> moments of greatness, and then crap. And I was like, you know what? This episode deserves a five. Because it, it was half good and half bad. And really, it, it, it is it is fitting for the entire show, which was half good and half bad. And most of the good had nothing to do with Boba Fett. <laughs> yep. It is very true. So it's which is to me, it's just a real shame because this really could have been something a whole lot more. And I think that's where a lot of my disappointment lies in. I, I've it's been a long time since I've been more disappointed in a direction that a, a show has taken um, and it's just that we're steering the ship this direction. And I'm like, no, you you want to go this way. And it was they just they doubled down on going that way. And it just I don't know. Um, Star Wars continues to be this mixed bag of highs and lows as well. So I guess this really is like a true Star Wars show. No, I mean, um, this is this is what. Star Wars post Disney has felt like is you roll, you roll the dice. You're playing a big old game of Sabacc every time. Like 
is it going to come up aces or are you going to come up bantha yep and so here's there's no rhyme or reason Here's hoping for Obi-Wan coming up in May. Oh, they they dropped the the release date of May 25th, they which did. I know some people are disappointed that it's not on May the 4th. I can okay. wait four weeks if that I, means they can put some final polishing touches it on it. the time. Please make Ewan, Ewan McGregor's return worth it. I, I don't know. I ask. It, it seems like a lot of the people that have been connected with this, either it's just hype for hype's sake but I feel like they're sitting on something special and that's why they've not released things too I, early. I hope you are correct. Only time will tell. But uh, I love the new poster. I love the restraint in it. Um, but I, I already love the design of Obi-Wan and the kind of in-between feeling between him and the Alec Guinness yep. version of Ben Kenobi. So I already love that they confirmed that's 10 years see we're already more excited about the show that's not come out kind of kind of because it's like it's a new fresh sheet of paper yeah, and I, then I'm, and then we'll get into it and we'll start being like oh no no that's crazy no but i'm i'm more cautious at this point and book of boba fett is the one of the primary reasons for that again i don't know what story they're going to be telling with obi-wan and they haven't shown us anything on like the direction that they're going with it so again i'm just uh, star wars continues to be like cautious hype around stuff because it can be so good and that can also just be so, so not bad. Yeah. All right. So just just to to close this up, thinking positively into the future. Okay. Do you think there's going to be a season two of Book of Boba? And if so, what do you want to see? It. Uh, I really don't know. It can go either way at this point. I think they've got enough other Star Wars stuff going on that if this didn't get a season two, that I don't think a lot of people would necessarily care. Um, <laughs> Uh, I probably at this point, Disney, Disney plus is just printing money with all these shows. So it's probably going to get it. If it's season two, show me why Boba Fett deserves to rule. Well, so here's my hope. And I wonder if it's really not even going to be a season two of book of Boba or if Boba Fett is going to become a more integral part of the Mandalorian, because what left me with, no small degree of hope is at the end when he was basically like, this is, this life isn't for us. And then I'm like, Oh wait. So does this mean y'all are actually going to go try to make things right on Mandalore? So you've talked about, you don't want to be a bounty hunter per se, but are you going to go be like ruthless leader of Mandalore? Right. And so I wonder if there he and Din are going to realign their paths and he's going to become a more integral part in Mandalorian season three. And for the love of everything, keep your helmet on. Yep. Um, which, you know, if he starts walking to those circles, maybe he'll have a coming around of, you know what, maybe I should return to my roots, return to my heritage and actually buy into the faith aspect of the hardcore Mandalorians. Um, See, start wearing gets, his helmet more that gets me excited i just uh, even just taking a step back towards a little bit more ba boba fett yeah, I'm, I'm i'm look i'm i understand you kind of wrote yourself into a corner and din Djarin was boba fett basically for the first two seasons mm-hmm. um and so you had to do something different but come on y'all just well we didn't talk about this the scene toward the end where Finnick shand just assassinates all of the leaders in that room. Yep. Which first off, I'm like, so why was that not plan A? If it really was mm-hmm. that easy, why was that not everyone's first move? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let's just kill all the leaders. 
done. Why all this other fighting is necessary. Cut the head off the snake. Um, Come on. I mean, you basically did that with Vin Fortuna. Like, that's how you got there. You just went in and shot and didn't ask questions and then dealt with the fallout. Um, that scene is what I wished the entire season had been. Yes. That more like under the cloak of darkness, taking out your enemies, but yet put a antagonist enemy in place that is doing the same thing to you. And so mm-hmm. it becomes this Sherlock Moriarty, but the crime version. Like yep. that's what that's what I was hoping for this season. And instead we got Bantha Hug and Boba. And and again, all of the ancillary characters were infinitely more exciting. Yep. Uh, we'll see. Star Wars just continues to be hit and miss, and you keep misfiring, and it's just after a while because I'm a dad with kids that need stuff all the time. At some point, I won't be able to prioritize. Well, and, and they already lost Meredith. Is the thing like she mm. a, after episode four, she's like, "I'm done, honey. I'm sorry." Mm. Like she she was coming off of the momentum of she loved Mandalorian season one and season two, and then she like she just ran out of steam and was like, it doesn't engage me anymore. And it could be because it had a hundred percent less baby Yoda. That could, could be it. But, but I would argue it had a hundred percent less character driven story. It was just, it was a bunch of events that they, they, again, they mad libbed their way into telling like, we want a star Wars train heist scene, Mm -hmm. right? Your way into it. We want to see Boba Fett, ride ride a rancor, right? Your way to that scene. And after coming off the storytelling, from arcane which, <gasps> which that is a topic arcane. for another day all right so we on on the discords and behind the scenes we have we have decided that we are going to dedicate an episode to talking about arcane we are I, not going to just relegate this to an after show we I'll are give going you guys to give a it teaser. its due i'll give you guys a teaser if you i'm not a legal legends fan i've played i've not played anything i've seen about five seconds of gameplay footage and it's enough for me to go nope not for me but i kept hearing good things about the show so i decided to give it a shot and quite possibly it is one of the best tv shows if not one of the best animations i have ever seen in my entire life so just absolutely incredible and for those of you who know andrew that does not get said lightly from both an animation major side a storyteller side just an enjoyer of movies and shows but but like andrew i agree but in contrast to book of boba fett that is happening concurrently in my book i've got both of the had both of those going on at the same time it was just like, uh, uh, sorry, Boba, this this was not great. Nah, I, I, again, for being called the Book of Boba, it, it felt a lot more like a a pamphlet. It, 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 <laughs> the the bad flyer. <laughs> it feels like it feels like the Reader's Digest that I have next to the crapper when I have nothing else to do. Well, this was fun, Zach. I am so happy to have been back to be able to get this cathartic stuff off my chest. <laughs> I think we just ranted for the last hour. Well, hey, but but hey, we like the show. We like to mix mix the good with the bad because it did have its merits. Yep, it did. It really did. And, and at the end of the day, I still love Star Wars, and I, I, I'm I, I'm still the the Boba Fett fanboy for life. So yep. this this did not spoil me to Boba. It just I I want to see him jetpack to higher levels of storytelling Agreed. in either season two of Book of Boba or in Mandalorian season three. So I, I still got hope. But it, it has been fun having you back in the saddle, my friend. Ah, it feels good. It feels good. Needed to get that off my chest. Well, everyone listening, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, hey, if you want to join in on the fun, join our Discord. It's a great way to have fun, share memes, 
talk about things behind the scenes. Very easy to join, and we'd love to have you along. And hey, if you want an even fuller experience, as you're about to hear in the after show, you can become a patron and have live participation in our after shows, and even one day, guest on the show yourself. Dun, dun, dun. So uh, join, join the ranks of Andrew and become a patron and Discord member. It really is a lot of fun. And even though I'm not on the show uh, consistently anymore, I if you really want to catch up with me, I'm still very much an active member on the Dagum Nerds Discord and would love to catch up with you guys. Well, Andrew, once a queen or king of Narnia, always a queen or king of Narnia. <laughs> so glad to have you back on the podcast throne. Oh, it's good to be here. Well, everyone else, we will catch you later, Dagum Nerds. Game over.